Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Free Wi-Fi. Esteban and I were in the same uh, studio for this one, um, using a different setup, so the sound quality is not the same as usual. Uh, we also recorded on the same track this time, so I wasn't able to edit out a lot of our interruptions. Our style of conversation is usually very uh, layered, overlapping. We interrupt each other a lot. Um, and I usually try and edit that out, but there's still a lot of that in this one. So uh, please enjoy this uh, very lightly edited episode of Free Wi-Fi. Wait a sec, what's that sound? Do you hear that? Welcome, Welcome to Free Wi-Fi Workshop Podcast, and we do uh, workshop things with uh, games, except not today because we didn't make anything this month. But special episode. <laughs> it's special. Free Wi-Fi live. Yeah. Um. No. Free Wi-Fi. It's not, not. What? It's just. It's not live. We're just recording in the same spot at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. We never record at the same time. Usually, you record your your part, and then I record my yeah, part. Yeah, usually we have separate tracks for both of our voices, and then I consolidate them. And we'll record on separate days, too, so, like, you'll do all your stuff, and then I'll, like, riff on. No, you know, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, like, when they record uh, Ebony, uh, voice acting in America, you know, the voice actors are in the same studio at the same time. A lot of the time, yeah, no. But, like, uh, for anime, they're all together at the same time, so we're doing this... Anime style? Anime style. I'm visiting Los Angeles for the weekend, um, and we decided to record an episode... Um, and we, we didn't record an episode a couple weeks ago because we've just been like on vacation, like you were on vacation. Lots of travel, um, lots of travel. And then I was busy with work because video game came out and stuff was happening. It was very um, nice of you to decide to use your vacation to come visit us here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because I had vacation. I definitely didn't do that. I didn't <laughs> you, come visit you. You visited your family. Yeah. I figured like my priorities are like family's up here, Fox's <laughs> down here, but... <laughs> But you got your priorities right. Yeah. <laughs> free Wi-Fi is at the top and everything else. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I, I, miss, I, miss, I miss the people in Los Angeles. So, of course, I'm going to take when, – when when I get, like, sad enough, I'm like, okay, it's time for a trip. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I, when I start, like, missing you guys enough, it's like, all mm. right, time for a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, this is, like, my third – second trip. Second trip. My second visit since last year. I came around fall. But I think springtime is a is a better better time to come because I don't know it it's just how like the weather's nice and there's no hurricanes to delay <laughs> my but yeah so this month has been not hitting the desk um this month has been like oh, I hit it again with my knee damn I'm sorry you have you have a really tenuous I'm just gonna this curl is your desk ball. it's you, not my desk it, I mean I gave it to you a long time it was my desk it's your desk now is it nostalgic. No. No? Okay. It, it was, it's too small. <laughs> How about being back in Los Angeles? How has it changed? Los Angeles itself? Yeah. Um, or the it people does... in Los Angeles? How have we changed? Uh, I've only been here for a couple hours. <laughs> um, but the, the city itself doesn't seem to have changed that much. Um, I mean, there's more construction, but I mean, that's always happening. There, there are a couple spaces that I don't recognize just because it was like it's been knocked down and it's like a hole now. I don't know. It'll turn into something eventually. What was I saying? You released a video game. I did release a video game. My first AAA launch. Congratulations, Thank Catherine you. Fox, the AAA video game developer. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a real boy now. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Um, but yeah, as you said, none of us have done any side project stuff. No. We've been terrible and bad. So I, I I didn't make anything this month, but I have I've kind of been spending this month catching up with games that I haven't played yet mm-hmm. and that everybody else has and keeps referencing. Um, research, research. Yeah. So no, yeah, actually, like part like part of being a game developer is like staying on top of like the new games coming out and all the cool design stuff happening. Um, so I've just been trying to catch up on my um, my backlog, which is pretty long. Like, I'm only just now playing Breath of the Wild, Hitman 2, other things. I don't know. What have you been doing this month? I've just been traveling. I've been trying to do some reading. So I've got my some typography books that I've been getting through so I could do research for um, the investigation game because I feel like mm. understanding type will be important for a game that's going to mostly be text. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been playing a whole lot of games. Um, You've just been it's traveling? Just, it's been busy. Busy traveling. Well, you have a Switch. Switches are pretty easy to travel with. Yeah, but I've only been playing Smash Bros. because oh. I'm, I'm just awful like that. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> it's that's not legit. research at all. No. It's just fun. I'm just doing that for fun. <laughs> I mean, any research is really, like, fun. Right? I guess, but that's I try just... to take... I try to take research very, like, proactively. Like, if I'm researching something, I'm trying to take notes usually at the same time. Mm-hmm. That way I'm, like actively engaging my brain and how can I apply these things? How can I have lessons that I can hold on to and not forget? Mm. Um, so I usually try to be proactive with my research. I really can't do that unless there's like something specific that I'm looking for. Yeah. I really just like to absorb the game as a player and like, and um, you're also trying to, you're trying to keep up to date with like what's coming out the trends, now so you can talk and, about that yeah. stuff with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's useful to have a shared vocabulary when you're working on games with other people. And a lot of the times it's like referencing a lot of the times just to save time. It's a reference to another game. Yeah. Like yeah. what if we did this thing like they did in, in this thing, mm-hmm. but like this, so it's different. Um, I don't know. It's useful to, to have that, design vocabulary or game vocabulary when we were working on the same games back in the day um that was like one of the things that we would we run into i think whenever anyone's making a game or any large-scale project of any kind um in order to communicate what the vision is to everybody and get everybody on the same page um you got to have these Mm -hmm. this baseline canon where everyone can like understand these references and understand uh similar stuff and like we had completely separate um, canons that we mm-hmm. had grown up with. Because we right? had to play completely different games. I was a Nintendo kid, you yeah. were a Sony kid. Yeah. And so your references would be stuff like Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank? No. 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 Jack and Daxter, like Final Fantasy, yeah. um, stuff like that. Right, right, right. So I didn't really play any Mario games or anything. Yeah, so whenever we would like say, oh, it'll be like this... The, Pokemon, this effect will be like... Yeah, well, Pokemon we share in common, right? Mm-hmm. Or did you not play that until? No, yeah, I played, ten, okay. I played plenty of Pokemon. Yeah. But we had to, like, really find what the things were going to be. So we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll make this effect. Like, the hit effect will be, like, in, in Zelda, mm-hmm. where every time you hit, like, the, the notes, like, go up, and you're just like, huh? Oh, so it's good. But, like, we had to we had to play a lot of games together in order to share yeah. a new vocabulary and yeah. stuff so we could talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then you introduced me to, like, Metal Gear 3, which yeah. is, like, my favorite game. Well, one of my favorite games now. So, yeah, I think when people are making games together, it's good for them to play games together, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it's always... It's, it's really fun playing a game, like, also knowing about design, because I can kind of pick apart, like, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. Or, like, the level design, it's like, ooh, yeah. I can tell how they're trying to teach me this thing. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, playing games. Um, I Despite this, despite me playing so many games this month, I'm still pretty far behind. And then so many games came out this month, 
that I'm like automatically behind already. (laughs) But yeah, I like playing games with other people. Even if I'm I'm not playing them, I like being with my friends. You like playing games? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, because I can always learn from them and they'll have perspectives that are very different from like my own. If I'm like with a friend and they're struggling with something that I wouldn't be struggling with or they're doing something very easily that I would I would definitely like oh, be yeah. stuck on. We were playing Hitman yesterday and Yeah, you took completely different routes than I did yeah. and your approach and uh, our friend Kevin's approach was completely completely <laughs> different. So um that was We all useful. have different play styles too, so Yeah. So that helps me get like a holistic understanding <laughs> of like how the game can be approached and stuff. Is um, holistic the right word? It's like whole whole of wholeness, but not wholesome so you get the whole picture yeah all right but holistic doesn't have a w so it's more no like... i feel like holistic <laughs> is the word for like herb remedy people i don't <laughs> wait what i've only ever i've <laughs> only ever seen that word used in a context and you're talking about like a healer Medical? oh yeah like a healer that uses no, non non medically. It's got other. It's got other meanings. So it, it does it. I, I, I've never agnostic. Mate, no, if, that's not it. <laughs> if my faux intellectualism is uh, is fake, always call it out. You know, catch me. In my I, bullshit. I, I I can't tell you. I don't know. Like, catch me in my bullshit. It's, I don't know if it's bullshit or not. I don't, I don't know either. See, see, language language is clumsy and stupid, which is why you need to play games together to, to, <laughs> to have the same to language. have the same <laughs> like, to build the same to, to build a shared vocabulary. Um, but yeah, yeah. Where were we? We were playing video games. Are, are we going to play some video games together? Are we going to yeah. build some vocabulary? We've been playing Apex online, and we've played so many video games. Are we good at Apex? No, but I mean, we're got, we will we're garbage. <laughs> we will be. Not yet. That's right. That's right. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> All right. So yeah, what other stuff is is new? Like I have so little stories on my own because I was just like trapped in a blizzard. And oh, so, that's true. Yeah, I we like, were in Colorado. During yeah. The big thing. Yeah. So games I've been playing is skiing. Is that a game? Um. No. If you're racing, it's a game. But if you're not racing, it's just it's an activity. It's activity. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. Well. I mean, there's games that are about, like, snowboarding and stuff, but they're made games by, like, the extra challenges that mm-hmm. they give you, right? So, I feel like if, if what's the one with snowboarding? Steep? I think Steep is one of them. I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know. I would just play We Ski, which was for the Wii, but it wasn't spelled W-I-I, it was W-E, We Ski. Why didn't they just call it Ski with two eyes? Because it's copyrighted by Nintendo, and this was made by Namco. Oh. But it had a bunch of Katamari music that played through the speakers on the mountain, so you'd like hear it like a oh, far away and you pass it oh, by. Oh, because they had like, the license for it. Yeah, because it's Namco. Yeah, it was great. Oh my God, that's awesome. Ten out of ten game just by inclusion of Katamari music. But did the slope that you were on in Colorado play Katamari music? No, no music. They should have because you rolled down the hill a couple of times. <laughs> hey! hey! Ouch! The burn. <laughs> <laughs> but did you do anything else while you were in Colorado? <laughs> Uh, I played a bunch of old Nintendo games. It's like the Switch has like their online paid service, which mm. sucks. Oh, I need to get that. Well, but you can play a bunch of NES games on it, and uh, a lot of them have multiplayer. So I played that with like my brother and some friends, and we played through like Ice Climbers, which I think I think Ice Climbers rules. We played through Balloon Fight. Balloon Fight is awesome. Balloon Fight is such a good game. It's so simple. Like you said, I'm a Sony kid, so I'm. 
just lost on this. Okay, let's try to connect these metaphors. So, like, if Balloon Fight was a Sony game, imagine... Um, I need it. <laughs> Spyro. You know Spyro? Yes, I love Spyro. So, Spyro can fly, right? No, he can glide. What? I mean, there are flying levels, but he can really just glide. He can't really fly. What's the point of having a dragon? He's baby a... dragon, okay? But, okay? Don't make fun of him. I'm sorry, Spyro. Apologies. All right. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> um... You... Oh, no, yeah, I, I real quick, I need to get the, um, I want to get the Nintendo subscription service so we can play Ultimate Chess or whatever that game oh, is. Oh, the online chess. What is it called? Like, Chess Ultimate or something? Smash like, Bros. Chess Ultimate. You can play chess with death? What is it called? I think you're right. I think it's it on Switch? Like chess Ultimate, yeah. They have yeah. that incredible, <laughs> over-the-top trailer. Yeah, it's like, it's like the most... The most, the best graphics of any. That's like one of their selling points. It has like the best graphics of any online chess game. Uh, what? So you want to get the online subscription service so that we can play chess together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we used to play Go a lot when I was living here. Oh, and, that's right. Oh, we need to make a Go game on Switch so we can play together. Go on Switch. Yeah. Ultimate Go. Play Go against Death. <laughs> No, you can't make a computer that can play Go well, right? Yeah, you can. AlphaGo, they did it. They figured it out. Oh, is that a... Mankind is doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, what are we going to talk about today? Because we didn't, we didn't like, we didn't make that much. We can really only talk about the fun things that we did. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, anything that I've learned recently from playing all these games. Um... But I think it's still marinating, because it kind of takes me a while to soak through an entire game. I'm still working through Hitman 2. I just started Breath of the Wild, and it's so good. I'm dying. I don't know. Do we have any topics on hand that we can tackle? Um, I mean, we can talk about what it's like emotionally and personally after you release a game. So like when a game gets released, um, mm-hmm. there's sort of, I think, two approaches that I've seen other developers sort of like go with. You can either immediately put it behind you, whether it was like successful or not. Immediately, it's behind you. Go on vacation, start on the next vacation. Yeah, Yeah. and immediately your mind is just to like the next thing. Or you can um, really keep working on it, like see, do future. Yeah, and for as long as you can, keep try as much focus on on the game, even if you're not fixing bugs. Just like doing everything you can to find new ways to support it and like stuff, and just like keep that game uh, in the consciousness, like as long as possible. And I wonder, I don't know, like, you've probably had experiences with both now at this point, right? Because, no. like, no? Well, so, I've had experiences with, um, like, Tomorrow was basically indie game development, um, even though I had, like, a ton of support from, like, the university. Um, so, I've had that experience of releasing a commercial game on, like, a smaller scale. And then my only AAA experience so far is the um, releasing a live game. Which is kind of a kind of a weird feeling because the game is out, but there's still a lot of work being done because yeah. when you release a live game, there's like quality of life stuff to keep up. Yeah. Um, and then there's future content that you're working on. So releasing a live game is kind of a weird feeling because the game's out, but it's gonna keep coming out. The work doesn't stop. No, the work. Yeah, you you can't just like. Okay, the game's out. Time to time to go home for a month. So no, like there's still like work to be done. Um, and on one hand, that's like really cool because there's fun stuff coming up, and you're like you're still working, and it's cool. It doesn't have that like 
uh, rising action and climax yeah. arc that a lot of quote unquote regular game releases have, where it's just like one day you go gold and yay, it's like celebration in the yeah. end. This one, it's more like a mini series. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's the difference between like a film and a show, <laughs> I guess. I don't Come know. Back it, for next season. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say because I'm I'm still pretty new to all this. So I worked on a live game uh, too, and so like the experience is like pretty much the same as what you said, where it's just like it, there wasn't any less work the day after launch mm-hmm. than there was like the day before. Like yeah. it was very much like I don't even remember that day very distinctly because we still had like <laughs> the next yeah, deadline and stuff. It, it barely like, feels oh, like it feels like it doesn't feel like you're done, right? Yeah, because I mean, when you put a game out there, and this is probably true of a lot of digital work and stuff, where mm-hmm. it's just like it's out there, but you don't feel that any differently, right? Like you're not seeing everybody who's playing the game, or like now they have they're they're able to experience and have their hands on it too. Like it's you you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. But, but you don't, you don't feel, feel it. it. Yeah. 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 So that, that's, that's kind of hard to deal with. Um, but you also see, like, if, you, if you have a really big community, you see people like making like uh, posts on Reddit or fan art or stuff like that. And that's always really cool to see. Cause it's like, Oh, the game's out there and people are loving mm-hmm. it. Launch party helps. Having launch parties like helps a lot. When a game comes out, if you're a live game or not have a dope launch party. <laughs> what makes for a good party? Uh, booze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, our launch party for Chambara, we went to Dave and Buster's, right? Yes, I think so. I played a lot of arcade games. It must have been, yeah. Yeah, that, that was Dave and Buster's. I got, um, I got, <laughs> I, I, it's so stupid. I played a lot of games, but I did a stupid like lottery thing and got like a ton of oh, like coins yeah! or a ton of points, and then I used those to buy like a bunch of Pokemon plushies, which I still have at work today. I totally um, forgot about that. Yeah, you hit yeah. the jackpot. Yeah. It's like the only way I could have ever gotten that many plushies. <laughs> so my, yeah. I spent my whole time in the Star Wars battle pod. Oh, that's which right. Was like the screens like. That gave me motion around. sickness. It's very, it's very VR-like in that way. Yeah, it's really cool because you don't have to wear a headset. You're just kind of in it. Yeah. But like it really gave me a lot of bad motion sickness. <laughs> so I, I thought it. it was really cool. I would love a, like a mech warrior version of that where you're not like, yeah. where it's a little bit more tanky. You're not flying around in three dimensions. I think they used to have like in the 90s. I'm sure they do. locations like that. Yeah. Would have stuff. I feel like I've, I've gone to, I went to Gen Con once um, a long time ago and I think they had something like that, mm. but I didn't, I didn't go in. I want to get in the robot. <laughs> get in the robot. I'll jump for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What else can we talk about? You told me you downloaded the Unity Hub and was having some issues yeah, with that. Yeah. So the reason, there's a couple reasons why I haven't worked on anything design-wise outside of work. Um, yes. Give me your excuses. <laughs> uh, so one, of course, like there's a lot of games I wanted to just spend time catching up on, um, which is totally legitimate. You're not being lazy if you do that. Like, it's important to keep up on the games. Um, but also, they're really good games and they deserve to be played. But also, um, I sat down at my computer. My computer's doing a couple annoying things. My Windows license is expiring, so I need to, like, buy a new license of Windows. Um, which is, like, money that I don't want to spend. Um, my student license for Maya expired. Um, so uh, I tried to teach myself Blender, but it's like... Ugh, so different mm. and I can't make anything nearly as quickly and I, I just it, it's bad 
So now I'm thinking about buying Maya Lite, which is not the full Maya, but it's like 300 bucks or something. I don't know. But it's for like game development. Mm. Um, and then I also decided to try and get my Unity stuff in order because, I mean, we had a whole conversation about using version control and yep. <laughs> keeping all that up. So I'm like, okay, so I'll download Unity Hub and get all that organized. And I started with, like, a Unity Hub, and I got confused. I, confused? I, I know I downloaded it and everything, but I don't know. My computer's just a mess right now, and I didn't really want to deal with it. <laughs> so that's that's another reason. I kind of just, like, eh, I'll deal with this later. Especially because some of those problems were, like, expensive problems I'm going to have to fix. Yeah. Whenever it comes to spending, like, large amounts of money for stuff like that, I'm like... I can I'll survive just, without Maya. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was super interested in teaching myself Blender and, like, GIMP so I wouldn't have to pay for Photoshop and Maya. But I don't want to spend the time because I'm already so proficient. I can do what I need to do really quickly on those things, and I don't want to, like... Relearn. It's really annoying relearning things and sacrificing that speed. That's how they get, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And now I need to think about what kind of version control I want to use. <laughs> Because I've never used a version control at home before. So, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned, you, you said that I should probably use Git. Probably Git, because it's free, right? Um, yes. No one corrected us, so I'm going to assume I was right. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> no one messaged me about it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, so, I don't know, next month I'll probably get back into it. But yeah, no, I, ha- I have a couple of small ideas that I'm going to start um, punting around once I... Once I get back and just trying to get my office back in order. You don't have anything to say? I literally burned through everything. You burned? This is bad. Oh, God. I don't have anything to talk about, Fox. I haven't even been playing, like, a bunch of games. I just been reading books. Where is it? Although you've been reading that typography book for um, Investigation Game. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, have you learned anything new from it? Or are you thinking that's maybe not a good resource? Or... (laughs) I don't know. How are you finding it? What, um, what, how do you even read a book about typography? Do you just... It's got a lot of words in it. Well, I'm sure it does, but, <laughs> like... Let's say, let me grab it. So all right. Know. Yeah, I want to see it, because I'm curious how, like, a typography book... All right, so um, okay. we've got... The Elements of Typographic Style by Robert Bringhurst. Ooh. Version 2.5. It has a bunch of different types of E's on the front, which is kind of fun. A bunch of elements. Oh, whoa. Okay, see, I just flipping through it, like... See, it's full of words. Well, I'm sure, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, oh, okay. He, like, break, he breaks down the shaping of the page. Interesting. Composition. Yeah, okay. Margins. About, that would be useful for you. Table of contents. Bold, italic. Sans, sans serif. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's about figuring out what type... Fits the text and making sure you're not doing too much because it mm. has to be invisible and stuff. It can't be noticeable. It can't be noticeable. So, like, some of the things that I've been like, like lists and things is something that I need to figure out, like mm. examples of how to attach, you know, numbers to words and things um, because there'll be variables and values, right? Oh, negative leading. This is an example of negative leading. Oh, okay. Rhythm, proportion. <laughs> This is cool. Like, the rhythm and proportion. Oh, man, this is a cool book. The Sex of Centaurs, chapter one, page 11. <laughs> that is placeholder text. <laughs> yeah, so this Have is... Have you had any revelations about something you've been doing with Investigation Game that you need to change after reading this book? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I've got a lot of It'll definitely left, help though. for future parts yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it, and it's helping because it's, uh, 
it's given me a lot of like history and stuff too for understanding oh, why certain decisions are done. Yeah, so I'm excited. A lot of history, to, huh? A lot of history. Um, so I understand like how type was done. And while that's not important, it's good to know because uh, if I'm if something I'm doing in a game is going to be heavily featured and stuff, I should be an expert on it, right? So that if anyone not has questions, I can I can answer it. No, yeah, I mean it's it's I think doing research in this kind of thing is always super helpful because even if the history might not be important to you immediately, like it'll probably it might it might crop up at some other time. You yeah. might find that knowledge useful. This also might just be like a function of being like the child of like academics and that like mm-hmm. I'm used to. You know, when you're defending a thesis, you yeah, gotta... <laughs> yeah, you have to have all you have to have all these citations and be, evidence. Yeah, I gotta be prepared for an interrogation. <laughs> if yeah. someone's like, "So you made this game with those words in it? Explain the history of words," and I'll be like, "Oh." <laughs> so really, you're just giving yourself ammo for future for future uh, conversation for future um, arguments. Yeah. So if you want to fight me over anything in the game, also <laughs> next I'm gonna read. Fun, Taste, and Games by John Sharp and David Thomas. The, co- the cover is very colorful. Watercolor. Yeah, I'm excited mm. I'm excited to read this one. The aesthetics of idle, unproductive, and otherwise playful. John Sharp and David Thomas. Yeah, I like John Sharp stuff a lot. What's this game? What, what, what is this about? Um, well, it's about play, you know? And it's about the aesthetic of fun um, and that sort of stuff. Oh, look at that! Richard Lamarchand has a... Has a, um, a blurb. A blurb. Oh, and your, and your papa. Raphael Fajardo. Wow. This is why you're reading it. That's why I'm reading it. But yeah, there's a lot of cool books to to, to read and stuff. So that's what I do instead of playing games is I read books about other people playing games. <laughs> you're, you're like the... You're the in-between between me and Kevin. Like, Kevin's super academic. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, super not. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're, like, the in-between. Yeah, yeah I'm the... Because you're kind of both. I'm the bridge. Yeah, because I'm not academic at all. Like, I tried so hard... In in college, like when we were taking that intro to game studies course, I'm like, okay, cool, theory. <laughs> and I tried so hard to get into it, but it just doesn't click with my mind that much. I I like aesthetics and, <laughs> and aesthetics. Yeah, it's cool that we were able to be such friends because like we we're very opposites in that regard, right? Like mm-hmm. I was a huge just like egghead and had no practical like <laughs> way to apply stuff, and you're you're able to very practically apply things in terms of like the arts and aesthetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. I try. You got anything else to talk about? I'm just... Well... So we just watched them a cross concert on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> but, uh... It's good. You excited to sing later? Oh, yeah. We're gonna go do karaoke. Uh, yeah. We're gonna attempt some lacrosse music. But I don't think it's gonna go that well. No, it won't go well. But it's not about going well. It's about the heart. It's about the emotion. Singing is burning passion. <laughs> I think that's what they say, right? <laughs> uh, Genki. It's Genki. There's a lot of energy. Energy. Music is love. Uh, they say, what do they say? It's energy, love, and then each each character has a, yeah, has that a was thing. Are you going to look it up? No, I'm not going to look it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, God, we're talking about across. We're, it's okay. We're cutting this part out. <laughs> okay, I have a topic. Okay. So, like, we've been visiting lots of, like, adults in their houses. Wait, this sounds... Let me change this again. Okay, we've been visiting... It's, like... You know how old we are, right? Yeah, we're the same age as everybody else. (laughs) Wait, okay, that doesn't... Okay. Start over. We've been... Okay. So, other people's apartments are so nice. Yes. They're so put together. Yeah. They figured it out. Yeah. And you know what? You need to get it together. I want to get on that level, you know? I'm so envious and happy when I'm in a, in a cool place. And I've got so many 
things that aren't hanging on my walls yeah. are just sitting against my walls. And I want to get it together. I want to have an enviable place. You want an enviable place. That's right. I want people to come over and be like, oh, well, screw this guy. One thing I really like about your TV setup is that your, each cubby is themed. Yeah. Each cubby below, you have a, you have a, a Batman cubby with all the comics and the yeah, thing, yeah. you have a Macross cubby, and, and which, which I really cubby. like. I'm going to copy that when I go home. Please do. Um, yeah. Theming things is great. But yeah. But like, go, like we visited someone's house the other day and they had so much art on their walls and it was really good art. Like, a lot of nerd art, which made me feel validated. Like, oh, cool, you can frame and, and hang up nerd art, um, which made me happy. So, yeah. The other cool thing about visiting people's places and stuff is seeing, like, their work desks and things. And being yeah, like, this seeing is their like, workspaces. Yeah, this is, like, a little, like, they've got their, their studio desk, and it's like, this is a space where I would want to be, like, working things. Like, it's very attractive and stuff. It made me want to, like, sit down and, yeah. like, all right, let's program a thing. Yeah, like, right it was now. so orderly. Yeah. Um, I, I love seeing people's workspaces. Like yours is fine. <laughs> no, no, yours is great. Like you have, you have like a lamp, you have a name tag here. Yeah. I have a little nameplate that says Esteban Fajardo design and to remind me that I'm on a, the side. Yeah. I got this, uh, when I was working at Skydance and I kept it to remind myself that I'm a designer. So I can, <laughs> like <laughs> will away imposter syndrome by just like having a nameplate mm. on my desk that no one else sees. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that, does it work? No, but <laughs> if I try more, well, you just... were also having you also had to work from home for a while, so yeah, you needed yeah. a nice nameplate to make it official. Yeah, when I sit here, I'm <laughs> professional. Yeah, but you also have this cool Keita Takahashi. Yeah, drawing. Yeah, right I got here. that from uh, Keita Takahashi. Did a did an art show in, in Los Angeles around the time of E3, and so I bought one of the pieces. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of workspaces this week so far, and I think I need to. What do you want to take from them? Rob them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really like, everything's like really clean and orderly and very deliberately laid out, um, which I try to do with my spaces. But a lot of the times I'm just like, I, I spend the least money possible and get like cheap stuff mm. and it's kind of annoying. Um, so I think I just, I might need to upgrade a couple of things. Are there physical um, tools that help you out? Like, uh, no matter what sort of stuff you're working on, do you find yourself in need of a ruler, of, like, a pencil, grid paper, that sort of stuff? So, like, I need to have grid paper. So, mm-hmm. I go out, like, in my drawers, like, to pull it out, pull out some grid paper. I always really want to use grid paper, but I never find a use for it. Yeah. So, I actually, I like having something to write on to, like, make little notes, like, post-it notes. Yeah. Like, make little notes, paste it, like, right. on. Yeah. Yeah, you have yours, like, your Mac. Buy pants. Buy pants. Food clips. No, Buy yeah, sticky notes. Your Mac is covered in... in and post-its, but post-its are really nice because you can make a quick note. I'm doing this with this script, and the script talks to this script. Paste it on the floor. Sorry, I hit the desk. Um, <laughs> paste it on the on the desk. So that's really like that's really the only physical thing I have, and the only like decoration I have on my desk is a little um, um, uh, Maria, like bloodborne bloodborne figurine. She's like a cute little chibi Maria on her on her um, on her chair, and it's super cool, and I like it. So I might want to do more stuff like that. I also have a I have a tablet that I like to use, and one thing I just got a new desk because a friend of mine was moving out of town, and he had he has this giant desk, and it's really nice because it's it's um, really deep, mm. so I can rest my arms on it as mm. I'm typing, and that's actually been really nice um, because before I had a tiny tiny desk and I was always like struggling I couldn't fit like I, I put like a, a cup of coffee on the desk and it like yeah. took up all the space and yeah. I didn't have any room for like a notepad or anything so. Um, I, I think I, I got a new desk that's like 
choice. It's a great, it's, it's good space. But I, I think I just need to figure out better ways to lay it out. Maybe get a new monitor or something. So, yeah. But that's no excuse to stop working on video games. That's right. We have to be hardy and able to work under any and all conditions. No matter how many blizzards we're stuck in. No matter if we don't have the software to program anything because <laughs> our licenses have expired. Oh, you know what I have been thinking about? Um, I kind of want to replace... I have a MacBook Air that I use sometimes if I'm traveling and I want to like work on something in Unity. Yeah. But I don't like it because it's actually like... It's a MacBook Air, but it still feels pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... It's big. It's... Does it feel... Like, I'm going to... What are, you, what are you taking out of the I'm taking out right my laptop right now. Oh, oh, this, this. Is, oh this is a... Oh, God. <laughs> what is this? Is my, this your old laptop? My laptop... I mean, it's my current laptop. Oh, my God. It's so heavy. My laptop was from back when Bush was president. Oh. <laughs> and I've been using this. Oh, and you had to replace the lid at some point. You had to replace the screen at some point, I remember. Yeah, Kevin dropped the thing on my screen and uh, shattered. <laughs> well, no, no. That was after you had removed um, it. Removed it? Oh, I guess that's probably true. I still have the screen. You want to take a look at it? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you, were, you might as well frame it, right? Uh, I kind of did. I mean, this, the screen part doesn't matter anymore, right? No. It broke anyway. All right, just kidding. I don't know where I put it. I used to have it like on display on my like bookshelf. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, as a uh, so basically, what I'm trying to say, like, I'm I'm kind of obsessed with learning how to travel light, mm-hmm. um, and carrying around a MacBook Air, even though it's a MacBook Air. Still feels pretty like it takes up space. I can't really use a small bag. I need a bag big enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I was thinking about getting something like a Microsoft Surface or something like small and compact that has like a keyboard that can fold out. But Marie again, condoing your luggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, like I don't do mobile like on the go development yeah. ever. So I probably been, don't need it. You've been traveling on vacation? Have you had any impulse to like want to be working on anything? No, and yeah, even if I it. even if I want to design something, I can do that on paper. Like I don't really need to. I mean, there are some things I want to build, but I, I really just need to get in the zone to do that, and I can't really do that if I'm not at home. Yeah. So maybe I don't need anything like. Which is why, which is another reason to get something smaller because I just need to surf the web or something. Might as well get a tiny tablet, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just I like the idea of being able to um, travel really light. And have, like, the technology I need to do, like, game stuff, but still be able to, like, jump around onto a plane or a bus or something. So, I don't know. That's just something I'm thinking of. But before I do any of that, I'm probably going to try and get my apartment in order first. Yeah. Because there's a lot of... I have a lot of empty space, and my color scheme is way too dark. It's kind of overwhelming. I don't know why I went with so many dark tones, but... My, all my furniture is, um, espresso colored. Espresso. Which is, like, dark brown. Yeah. Um... But you don't I, take your coffee black. No, no, no. Most of the time, I, I I use cream and sugar. Yeah, gotta add some cream and sugar to your furniture. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, one thing. Speaking of, I mean, okay, my mind just made several leaps, but yeah. So the the quote unquote wood in my apartment is dark espresso color, but I want to switch to something more like, um, you know, the light light wooden stained color. Like you know how that looks. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I hear you, I think. Yeah, like, uh, what's the, not cream color. The color of wood before it's been, like, stained or painted or anything. You know, okay. it's like a natural wood color. Because it's lighter, it brings a lot more, um, it's just, it just feels, like, more lighter. When Do you, you prefer to work in, um, darkness or in light? 
brightness. I need some kind of balance of, of light in the room because if it's just the screen that if, if, it's, if the screen is the only source of light, it kind of hurts my eyes a little bit. So I like yeah. to have a lamp. I have a lamp that's like right next to my desk actually. Yeah. So I like to work in a well lit room. Well, well lit room. Yeah. Um, but speaking of wood colors, the Raleigh Airport is really pretty. Is um, it made of wood? No, it's not made of wood, but it has these um, it has these wooden like archways mm. uh, above the on the ceiling. Yeah, it's like it's like actually really it brings a lot of warmth to it because otherwise it would just be a very gray organic forms. Yeah, it, it it's it's these um like wooden curves. Yeah. And every I like that airport a lot, mostly because it's small. It's like a single hallway. Mm-hmm. Um and it just it feels a lot more relaxing than being in like O'Hare, mm-hmm. which is the one I grew up at, or LAX, which is just a madhouse. So I, I'm starting to appreciate airport design a lot more. I, I, I like airports. I like looking at the design of airports because it's actually, it's actually really interesting. Yeah, they have to think a lot about the architecture because it's all about flow mm-hmm. and stuff. They want to make sure people are able to move efficiently and quickly, but also yeah. very controlled ways for like security stuff. Mm-hmm. It also has to be soothing somewhat, right? Like, it can't yeah. be super high stress because traveling is already high stress. Yeah. Um, so a well-designed airport will make you feel welcome and safe while keeping like keeping everything you know going and the houston airport uh last during christmas when i was visiting my family um my brother was pointing out on the floor they have the floor tiling has shapes in such a way to kind of like direct the flight kind of unconsciously lead you to where you need to go like keep the traffic moving raleigh airport is just square tile so it doesn't do that but um that's another cool thing that airports do so if you're in an airport and you're just hanging out like Take a look at the level design. <laughs> uh, you might learn something. Design challenge. Let's make an airport. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's actually really funny when you look at, at at the design of an airport and then some of the businesses. You can tell that they were just kind of like their boxes that they just were like plopped yeah, in there. Yeah. Like like storefronts weren't really designed to be part of the building, mm. right? It, it's it's kind of weird to look. It's kind of weird to, to think about. Um, and you can also always tell when the security line was not designed to be as dense as it is yeah that was definitely a thing at the denver airport where i was trapped for several hours um in that like that airport has a flow that was very much designed before a lot of the security stuff Mm -hmm. so before 2001 yes all the security things are very awkwardly placed on and now that they're trying to they're trying to like a lot of construction to try and rebuild those stations to be more permanent and have an easier flow to like get everybody through them without the massive weird choke points that it has. LAX is going through a lot of construction to deal with that too. Um, But the terminal that I, that I flew into had not undergone any changes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I would be interested to see airports built after like 2005 or whatever, when they started like implementing these changes, I would like to, I would, I'm interested to see newer airports and see how they like incorporate all this stuff but all like the big airports are pretty old so yeah i don't you have to go to a newer terminal and a lot of airports haven't figured out how to have like the rideshare flow stuff mm-hmm. since oh, yeah, exploded. Yeah. so like some airports i've been to are like very they've got like a really good system i like how like, burbank does it how burbank does it yeah they have like a separate island that you can walk out to okay in the pickup and area. everything just sort of cycles yeah. through there but lax just has like one designated area yeah well in... they've got they've got five spots but that's because lax's thing is designed that like you circuit around a thing yeah but that means that sometimes cars and shuttles and buses they're just going in circles around the massive airport yeah where, like 
hour mm-hmm. sometimes. And there's no, there's no, like, you really have to, you pull off to the side to pick people up. Yeah. And people get blocked no matter what. Yep. So it, it's kind of a mess. Um, so really, like, the pickup area should be, like, separate from the main flow. Yeah. Right? You should, like, break off. And then some lift drivers will just hang out like they're not supposed to. But yeah, how did uh, how does Denver take care of it? Um, I don't know. Denver's airport is really, really far away from everything in like the city, and so uh, they recently built a train that goes out of the airport um, oh, nice. into more like metropolitan areas where it's easier to get to other places. So that's what I've taken. Oh, so you didn't see the rideshare no. bit. No, uh, yeah. Although there's so many people at the airport being like, yeah, I'm going to call like an Uber. It's like, no, there's 75 mile per hour winds. Ain't no Ubers outside. No one should be driving. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do you get around in wind like that? Mm, you no. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weather. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you, listener, have uh, experienced any good airports <laughs> uh, or bad airports, and or airports that handle ride sharing really well. Uh, right in. Also, tell us right if in. you know any airports with free Wi-Fi. Well, what? oh yeah, like airports, they do have free Wi-Fi a lot of time, but it sucks most of the time. There's a lot of weird Wi-Fi stuff with airports. Yeah, the last time I traveled, I needed to download a, a game onto my Switch that I forgot to do before I left, and I, wanted, <laughs> I really needed to play it because it was going to be a long flight. Um, so I ended up having to use a hotspot on my phone. Uh, I don't think, I think I used a good chunk of the data. Nah, nah, no, it was fine. I can't believe you downloaded a game using. I don't know if it was a game. It might've been an an update or something. I don't remember what it was. So yeah. So thanks for listening to our airport podcast. (laughs) Our (laughs) airport podcast. Free Wi-Fi. Is it at the airport or not? But no, like airports are a great example of architectural design and studying architecture and architecture. Yeah. And studying architecture and and or interior design is actually, like, pretty useful for games. A lot of – all knowledge is useful to making games, right? Yeah. So that's – And airports are a wealth of it. They've got information security. They've got UI in terms of all the sign Mm -hmm. engine stuff. They've got level flow and architecture to try and direct people. And it can be good or bad. They could have free Wi-Fi. They could not have free Wi-Fi. But um, there's always something to learn from it. So They've also got flavor because a lot of airports – I mean, from, you know, like, art – like, oh. you know, you know what like theming. I was like, you look in the airports. <laughs> no, gross. That's what I was thinking. If they have flavors. No, bad. no. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about airports that have like, uh, set pieces. Oh, you know? yeah, like yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes there's like a piano and there's someone playing it in the middle or of the airport. Or a haunted uh, horse that killed its artist. Uh, sure. That's the Denver airport. Really? What? Oh, do you not know about this horse? No. All right, y'all. Haunted Denver horse? airport. Denver airport is hella haunted and cursed and full of conspiracy theories but also uh, as, for real yeah as you leave it there's a giant statue of a blue horse like huge statue of a blue horse and its eyes have led red lights in it so it's like you come at night you just see the silhouette of this nightmare giant beast <sighs> that looks like it's on fire and the eyes are burning i love and, denver <laughs> yeah well it gets even better worse because the artist who's making it was killed by the statue as they're attaching the head it fell off and killed him so like it is it is a cursed, very powerful statue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so spooky. Super spooky. Oh, my gosh. So Airports, y'all. Any, <laughs> they got everything. They got narrative design, set pieces, art. <laughs> oh, bro, oh, brother. Lore. Lore. <laughs> Lore. <laughs> Lore reasons. Uh, Airports. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying before that? 
I think we're saying goodbye. We're signing off. I really need to use the restroom. I drank like three gallons of tea. Oh my god, you're right. Okay, all right. So we're we're at we're at our time. I think I think we're able to fill the time. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you for sitting through this whatever this was. Apologies, our audio is probably going to be a complete mess because we're recording on a totally different setup. But yeah, uh, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, enjoy. I hope you've enjoyed this reunion as much as we've enjoyed yeah. this reunion. And we'll come back next time with some games and good conversation. Okay. Right? Yeah. R- right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Until next time. Thanks All for listening. Right. See ya. Peace. Bye. I died. Did you hear it? Did you hear the music? The lovely tunes? Uh, We have a theme song now. Do you like it? I love it. The song is called, I think it's just called Free Wi-Fi, but it's by Clover and Sea Life. You can follow them on Twitter at Clover Sea Life, and you can follow us on Twitter at Free Wi-Fi Podcast for uh, episode updates. Um, Also, fun random tidbits that we like to throw up there sometimes because we're huge nerds and we're on Twitter way too much. Anyway, thank you for joining us for Free Wi-Fi, and we'll catch you later.